Hey guys, it's Dave Chang here, host of The Dave Chang Show. You might hear me on with Chris Yang, Noel Cornelio, and a host of other guests. We've been on air for quite some time now, and it's changed over the years. But one of the things we always try to talk about is what's delicious, how to be a better eater. And you might hear me rambling incoherently, contradicting myself every five minutes. We talk about some sports and culture and all kinds of other things, too. I think we're the, the most expert opinions you'll ever hear about anything. Check us out if you haven't before on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Recipe Club, where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. My name is Chris Ying. On today's episode, we're going to church and we're bringing broccoli. Broccoli is a cabbage. Isn't that a weird thought? It's part of the brassica genus and extremely closely related to cauliflower and Romanesco. It's slightly bitter with some people genetically predisposed to perceive it as more bitter than others. And it's got that cabbagey, not quite sweetness. It looks totally bonkers. The word broccoli is Italian and means little arms, which yikes. But what's probably most strange about broccoli, at least to me, is how immensely popular this alien looking vegetable has become. For a country that loves our vegetables to be sweet, starchy, and easily understood, broccoli is an anomaly. It's also a staple on American tables featured in everything from broccoli cheddar soup to broccoli salad, to beef and broccoli, to the default steamed broccoli that sits sad and gray and soggy on nearly every cafeteria tray across the country. The point is, we all love broccoli. And since California farms supply most of the country's broccoli, we should really try to come together as a nation, if only to preserve recipes like this week's submission from Ryan Hall. Ryan's recipe is as quaint as they come. He learned it from his mom, who adapted it from her mom, who gleaned it from a church potluck. It's called Broccoli Wadil, and it lies somewhere on the spectrum between a savory flan and a casserole. So we'll hear a little bit more from Ryan right now about where Broccoli Wadil comes from. And after that, stay tuned to hear how Dave Chang, John DeBerry, and I did the Wadil. Then try it out for yourself. Let us know how it goes by joining the Major Domo Media Discord server, Send in your own recipes to the fixer at majordomomedia.com. And when you're done listening today, head on over to the Majordomo Media YouTube page to see video footage of how all the cooking went down for this episode and every episode this season. Can you tell me who you are and what recipe you've brought to the recipe club here? Uh, yeah, my name's Ryan Hall, and uh, this is a broccoli recipe. It's called Broccoli Wadil. <laughs> and give me a little bit about the etymology of Broccoli Wadil. What is Broccoli Wadil? So um, I actually like had to kind of ask my family where this came from because it's, it's been in my life since I was a kid. And talking with my mom and, and her brothers, they all explained that like they've been eating it since they were really young, too. So we know that it goes back at least about a hundred years to my great grandmother. But I mean, my guess is just based on knowing how my family is kind of situated that I think it's like a church potluck thing. And Wadil 
is maybe like like Mrs. Wadil would bring this to the church potluck. <laughs> is is kind of what I'm thinking. Okay, a hero, a hero lost to history, <laughs> right? The, the original Wadil. And so paint a picture for me, because one thing that's been happening this season on the show, you know, we're, we're going into all these recipes totally blind. We don't know what they look like. Mm-hmm. Paint me a little picture of what the platonic ideal of broccoli Wadil looks like. Okay, so like for maybe like your average home cook, they're probably going to be thinking this is almost like a breakfast sort of casserole thing. I mean, you're essentially making it in like a Pyrex but it gets cooked in the oven in a water bath like a souffle would. And you you might be a little more well-versed on like the science of it, but I mean, generally speaking, I think if you're cooking in a water bath, it's to help regulate the temperature and, and mm-hmm. ultimately be a little bit gentler, which ultimately gives you this like really light kind of fluffy texture for the eggs in this. It's, I mean, it's mm-hmm. almost like Yorkshire pudding too. Like it, you know, but it is really just like beaten eggs with a few other ingredients, largely broccoli, and then adding that flour kind of gives it some lift. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're looking for something with a little elegance to it here. This is like a frozen broccoli elegance, I, I'm imagining. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, you can tinker with it however you want. I mean, I've churched it up a little bit and and done, you know, fresh broccoli or, um, you know, adding different ingredients here and there. But I mean, it's it's at least intended and certainly the way it's written is like two 10 ounce packages of frozen chopped <laughs> broccoli. Right. And so, OK, so you've you've tried to put your own spin on it here. You sent us one original version, which I think was your mom's recipe mm-hmm. card, recipe yeah. card. You know, we wrote back just to kind of confirm the amounts and you produced a second recipe card, your grandmother's <laughs> version of it. And uh, I can't help but notice there are some differences between these two. Have you experienced the two versions of this? Do you can you talk to us a little bit about the the discrepancies between these two generational Wadil broccolis? Um, I mean, I I think I've certainly had them both. Uh, I haven't had my my grandmother's version of it in many years, um, and she passed away a few years ago. So it's not, I can't like go ask her to make it. But I mean, you can you can certainly see evaporated milk in my grandmother's instead of half and half in my mom's. You get the MSG and the Tabasco from my grandma. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And then I see I see in my mom's uh, my my favorite thing in there was the scant cup of mayo. And I'm like, what is this? A, a, a scant <laughs> cup? Mom? All right. It's a it's a health conscious version. Just a cup minus a spoonful is a right. scant cup. No, I see. I, I got to I got to say, I think we're going to mess around with both versions here. And with all due respect to to Sue Ellen, to your mom. I might be team grandma on this with like the evaporated milk and Tabasco and 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 uh, <laughs> an MSG. I just feel like it's going to speak to me. All right. What do you think, though? So, you know, you've you've listened to the show. You know, our our beloved Dave Chang and his curmudgeonly ways. You think this is going to win him over? You know, so I when I was thinking about like how to appeal to the audience here with with Dave, maybe being kind of at the head of the table. I, I know that he's probably going to love the fact that he can just like throw the frozen broccoli in in any day and really mm-hmm. like like that's a, a shortcut that's built in. <laughs> and and honestly, like, I don't think that the recipe is that much of a pain in the ass aside from putting it in the water bath. I, I have a uh, I have a prediction that Dave Chang never pulls out the water bath nor turns on the oven. I feel like this is going to be an any day start to finish. <laughs> yeah, he recipe. might just do the whole thing. That, all right. Uh, all right, Ryan, I should have asked you this in the beginning. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You said you're from Kansas City. What do you do out there? Uh, I'm a middle school teacher. Ooh. I teach uh, English language arts and I'm and I'm still doing it virtually. So, you know, thoughts and prayers. Oh, oh my goodness. Well, you are you are doing God's work in, in so many ways. Uh, <laughs> we'll try to we'll try to keep the language clean in this one. Maybe your students can listen to an episode if we uh, keep things <laughs> A PG for you. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have like family and coworkers, but I think especially with family, like they love that, you know, this particular recipe is going to be celebrated. And, you know, it's something that I've, I've liked to share. I, I spent like 20 years in the industry before I became a teacher. And so, um, you know, it's something that I was always wanting to like bring for family meal or something like that. This would make a great family meal. Thank you, Ryan, so much. And again, seriously, it Thank you for your your work as a teacher out there keeping the keeping the youth in line, man. <laughs> Get the making them eat some broccoli wadil. Uh, 
looking forward to you hearing the hearing the episode and watching the video and seeing how it all goes down. But um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, thank you guys. I mean, I, I certainly appreciate it. Big fan and I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Welcome to another installment of everybody's favorite podcast, Recipe Club, more favorite than the Dave Chang Show. I don't blame anybody. And today we have a recipe. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Broccoli Wadil, which is like a, a family name, although it's not the family name of the person who submitted it. It was like a just somebody lost a history named Wadil came up with this. Oh, I thought it was like a thing. I thought it was like a type of dish. I thought so too, right? Like this is like just some French classic broccoli dish that I'd never heard of. Or some no, weird no, Midwestern no. thing. I knew that this was like ants on a log. Somebody invented it <laughs> and gave it a name that was supposed to sound cool, like lobster thermidor, one of the coolest dishes of all time. Yeah. Lobster thermidor, good name for a dish. Couldn't really tell you what it is. No, we're doing we're doing this broccoli recipe from a guy named Ryan Hall. A proud Midwesterner, but John, you you selected broccoli from the uh, the draft because you were like, I eat broccoli every day. Yeah, I eat broccoli like three or four times a week. Yeah, I I'm kind of one of those people who would do really well in like a space colony because I just eat like a package of frozen peas and like that's lunch. <laughs> you would do really well in a space colony because <laughs> you've seen say, so yeah, much Star maybe, Trek. Maybe that's what we need to be doing: eating more like John DeBerry. He's smart. He's handsome. And he's extremely in shape. I mean, but Chang, I don't think our problem has ever been not knowing what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> like, that's well, no, not... I, I, but but like, why can't we eat like John? John, tell, okay, that's, that's a good point. So three or four times a week, you're eating broccoli. Are you somebody like how? Give us give us the general sense of the DeBerry diet. So usually I'll have like a super late breakfast around like eleven or twelve. Like I'm usually nauseous in the morning, so I just don't eat just black coffee. And then I'm just lazy and don't care about like pleasing myself with food. If it's just me, if I'm just eating for like sustenance. So I'll just like fry a couple eggs and crack open a bag of frozen broccoli or frozen peas. And like, that's it. Like some butter, olive oil, salt, pepper. Hmm. And then like four bags <laughs> of honey bears. Four <laughs> look on Dave Chang's face right now. <laughs> what do you think about that, Dave? You want to do, that's Dave, what I need to do. That's I what save I need all to do. my creativity for like other people. Like if it's just me, like, Forget it. This might be a good uh, week of constraint, the John DeBerry diet. Let's do the DeBerry diet. So let me ask you this really quick. Okay, so we've only gotten through breakfast, but you described a late breakfast as 11 o'clock or noon. Does that mean that you've shifted everything? Is there a lunch in the DeBerry diet? I might snack in the middle of the day, but I usually have like a big dinner. on frozen broccoli? <laughs> no. no. What are you snacking on? What are your snack? What are you snacking on? Crackers, nuts, potato chips, candy. No, I you're can not. Oh, I like so much, much candy. What? Yeah. What candy? What candy are you eating? What's the I like, I'm liking this John DeBerry. <laughs> I'm liking this John DeBerry diet. <laughs> yeah, it's full of THC. If I need to like do something from nuts.com, if I need like a special flower, I'll be like, oh, I might as well get like five pounds of gummy cherries. And so my house is just ridden with 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 candy or like pretzels, chocolate pretzels, yogurt, Ooh, raisins. Chocolate pretzels, so good. Um, I, I like have the John DeBerry serious, like sugar compulsion. But okay, be be honest. Like, how what what is the portion? I'm serious about. We should take on this DeBerry diet. I think you're right, Chang. So, like, give us some portion sizes for this. Well, no, this is the test. This is the test of the Holy Grail, Uh, John DeBerry. When you sit down and you happen to get a meal on an airline, yeah, and it's one of those bread on the upper left tray, Uh corner of the tray, a dessert, and a plate with some meat and protein or whatever, and some kind of vegetable. Coach class. Coach class meal or even if you're flying coach plus or something like that or even business whatever you're just getting your tray of food like a hungry man dinner do you think to yourself that's a lot of food no oh thank god it's like a snack <laughs> okay then we can live with this if that's if, if this. you're if that's too little food then the DeBerry diet probably works for us because that's too little food yeah well we we, we have talked nothing about the broccoli whatchamacallit <laughs> Okay, let's talk a little bit more. Let's let's stay on the topic of broccoli then. Although, John, I am curious about what dinner on the DeBerry diet is. Our producer, Jordan, has provided me with a survey here listing the most popular vegetables in America. You guys should not click this link because I want to ask you, do you think you can rank the top 10 vegetables in America? Dave, you have not looked at this list. What are the top five, top 10 vegetables in America? Spinach, broccoli, potato. Is potato a vegetable? 
potato counts as a vegetable. You're, you've got two of them. Spinach does not crack the top 10. Whoa. Yeah, does not crack the top 10. And then I'm out. I have no idea. <laughs> According to FreshProduce.com. There are 10 vegetables. <laughs> How is spinach not on here? Because if you go to the frozen aisle, you have peas, you have carrots. For, I'm just going by the frozen How's aisle. How is popularity corn, determined? Corn. This is a poll. This was a poll. Corn oh, like is, people said. Okay. No, corn's just outside the top 10 also. Mushrooms? Mushrooms, number 11, although not technically a vegetable. What other vegetables what are, are there? Potatoes, number one. Number two, tomato. Oh, well, Number three, right. onion. Four. I thought it's in tomato a fruit. It's I think a fruit. tomato is technically a fruit. Yeah. yeah. And potatoes are a tuber. Does that take not make these it a dumbasses out of here? We're not listening to them. <laughs> Broccoli is the number seven vegetable. But you brought up you brought up the frozen snake food. is a mammal. <laughs> <laughs> snake is one of America's top animals. A Vulcan is a, a is a human. Oh my god! No, we Wrong. got Star Trek. Uh. Americans eat an estimated six pounds of broccoli a year. John DeBerry probably covers that in a Two week. Weeks. Yeah. Yeah. How are you, how often are you eating broccoli, Dave? How long, how, how often does the uh, broccoli make an incursion into the Chang universe? Mm, by accident, <laughs> four or five times a year. That's it? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Broccoli yeah. rate's pretty low for you. Yeah, I mean, I cook it, but I don't, I, I cook it. I don't personally ever eat it other than like tasting one piece. I do like a, I do like microwave broccoli. I do. I just, I just not a fan of eating. I don't crave it. Interesting. Even in beef and broccoli, I'm not eating the broccoli. I eating the beef. Interesting. I didn't know you didn't like, bro you know, like, would you say you don't like broccoli? It's not, I don't desire it. Hmm. I don't desire vegetables to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love broccoli. I love like the the whole class of brassicas generally. I think is the best or the best vegetables, cabbages and Brussels sprouts and broccoli because they're just so savory. Yeah, but broccoli, I don't know why. I don't like spinach either, mainly because I had kidney stones. But I I cook broccoli a lot, but I don't eat it. I I may have one piece or two piece, but to to dig in and be like, hmm. No, that doesn't happen. Interesting. Like I, th I find it like okay. So what? <laughs> Can we have a competition where we both it? eat a bowl of, of broccoli and see who finishes faster? <laughs> we can play this game. We'll do a, a, a competitive mukbang. Wait. So yes, how exactly. how are how are you cooking it though, Dave? Is it for is it for the kids and Grace? If I need a vegetable, you know my my problem is I. I when I go to the grocery store, I find it to be a total ripoff if we just go down the deep dive on broccoli. Number one, you have the separation between uh, commodity versus organic. And then I haven't done the math, but I think you get actually more ripped off by buying a whole head of broccoli. Versus the crowns? Versus the crowns because yeah. they charge you on the stock that they know that no one's going to use. And I think this is a lie by the grocery store because they make sure, I'm sure they call to their farm like make sure when you cut the broccoli cut it six inches below the ground <laughs> really? but so the, usually the crown price is higher right the crown price is higher because crown price is higher but the root is there so i i don't understand that and then when you look at the bag of prepped washed broccoli that's just the florets mm -hmm. that not only just saves you time i think it's cheaper you get more volume more yeah. bang for your buck it's not the same economics of a broken down chicken where the pieces are more expensive than the whole. I feel that broccoli, and, and again, this could be wrong. This is my gut. Yes, there are numbers out there that could say, no, you're wrong. But I'm telling you, if you actually weigh it all out of what is usable, and what, yes, you can eat anything in broccoli, but this isn't uh, one of those kinds of restaurants. Um, <laughs> you get more bang for your buck in one of those packaged things of all florets. Lastly, I think the best bang for your buck is a frozen bag of broccoli. So I make that for Gus and I microwave it a bunch. The thing that makes me upset is when I do buy something from the green market or from the supermarket that is a whole head of broccoli, I almost never cook it when I should cook it because I don't want to break it down because breaking down broccoli is a mess. Yeah, because the little tiny the little lint. The lint, the broccoli lint broccoli gets lint everywhere. The worst. Yeah, it's the worst, which is why I choose not to do it out of laziness. Breaking down broccoli is, I'd rather shuck corn off the cob than break down broccoli. 
Interesting. Yeah. yeah. It is. Which it is, is why I go messy. straight to the florets and I go straight to the frozen because I find it, vi- unless I'm steaming something, I, I don't think there's much of a difference to me versus fresh and frozen. Do you guys think? Frozen when it comes fresh? to broccoli, when it comes to broccoli, yes, yes. And then I'm going to ask you this. Is it better frozen versus fresh? Is it even better? I like it better frozen dun, because it's dun, like the, dun, the freezing dun, breaks all the cell walls. Dun. So it's like really soft. It still has some crunch, but it isn't like fibrous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you can work. It, it cooks much better. Like obviously if you're doing crudite, you need raw, but. Yeah, can we hot take, hot up, take, like, two hot cares? takes, two hot takes before we get into this broccoli, whatchamacallit, two hot takes. One, frozen broccoli, superior to fresh broccoli. If you really want to piss off your guests, second hot take, serve them broccoli crudite because nothing is worse than <laughs> oh raw my God. broccoli. Yeah, I was going to say, John, like I love broccoli <laughs> in almost every form, but raw broccoli is punishment. Do you hate people challenge. because you get the shrapnel all over your mouth stuck everywhere? <laughs> it doesn't I mean, have any of the taste of cooked broccoli. It doesn't even resemble it. It's Anybody a good that's way hosting to pick a party that dip, is hosting though. cauliflower way better. Sure. It's, a good, it's a good way of picking up you know the dip. Better? Like, you so know what's better? Spoon. Chicken wing. <laughs> right. A piece of bread. Fair. <laughs> Just anything. A spoon. Your finger. Raw broccoli is gnarly. I, don't, I can't deal with raw broccoli. Raw broccoli is a sign from the host that they're just punking you. Yeah, <laughs> it's like eating a troll doll. It's just like a little head of hair and like a crunchy. Yeah, plastic-y I, I'm, not, stock. I'm not. I'm not a fan of it raw. It's better f- cooked. I, I think the hot take is better frozen than raw. Better frozen. And cr- broccoli crudite is one of the worst hors d'oeuvres. It is a sign of disrespect, not a sign of hospitality. <laughs> you are. If you're invited to a house that's serving you raw broccoli, they're asking you get to out. Leave. Yeah, just get yeah. out. Just, get, the fuck just out. get out. All right. So wait, wait, wait. On the frozen vegetable tip, you're, you're saying broccoli, frozen broccoli, better than yeah, fresh and, raw broccoli. And more bang for your buck. Because here's the thing. You're not eating broccoli for the deliciousness. You're eating it because I think, I think it's, it's like healthy. I think it's delicious. I think uh, so, Man, John, I'm, I'm curious wrong. that you eat it just like steamed or, or microwave. But like, I really love, I mean, broccoli, but also like any of those brassicas. But once they're like browned. If you get like some oh. color on them in the pan, we're like, not talking magical. about the other brassicas family. We're talking about broccoli. <laughs> we're not talking about we're not talking about brassicas. We're also talking about if you want to talk about brassicas, you know what's crappy in that family? Broccoli rob. There's literally only one <laughs> dish in the world where broccoli rob is delicious in, or a kete with broccoli rob and sausage. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And it's not because of the broccoli rob. <laughs> yeah, you're not eating them for the broccoli, the broccoli rob. rob. Uh, is because someone who ever invented that dish is like, God, I got to get rid of this. How yeah. do I hide the flavor of this bitter tasting dish? We should just start using Rob as a modifier for like the worst version of something. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing redeeming about even even none of these juice companies that I found out. Even you put broccoli. Broccoli is such a great green vegetable. Just throw it in. And you're going to tell me that's no. stupid? <laughs> They're putting kale. You're going to put kale in, but Kale's not broccoli? Too juice. But that's because yeah. because of the earlier hot take, which is that raw broccoli sucks. Like, it can't even be used in a juicer. Like, it's so bad. It tastes We're horrible. We're just making it abundantly clear. If you've gained one thing from this podcast, it's not the recipe itself. No offense, broccoli, whatchamacallit. It is <laughs> the fact that broccoli is a terrible raw ingredient. <laughs> uh, okay, but, okay, so frozen broccoli. Let's talk about this really quick before we get into whatchamacallit. Broccoli, you're saying, is better frozen than fresh. I think that peas, with the exception of one or two weeks of the year, better frozen than fresh. Yeah. What are the best frozen vegetables generally, and what are the worst frozen vegetables? I'll take frozen artichokes over uh, canned artichokes any day of the week. Yeah. I think uh, edamame as well. Edamame is very good frozen. And, and those medley packs. Like from Cascade Farms, I'll just take that. I'll, I'll eat that more than anything else. Too. I don't. I think like I like the medley packs, except for I hate frozen carrots. Like the carrots always come out all squidgy. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I had a big uh, frozen roasted sweet potato kick maybe frozen like two years ago. Roasted sweet potato. Like yeah. you're buying packaged sweet potato. Yeah, or are you roasting like, and then freezing someone yourself? roasted them and then chopped them up and put them in a pack. Wow, that sounds pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But I also make my own frozen kale. I'll just buy a bunch of kale and just chop it up, seam it, and then put it in core containers. And then I have like... I don't understand how kale salad became a thing. Raw kale is disgusting. Same thing with... Same as broccoli. It's just... Right. It's an abomination. Let's but take a winter, 
winter root vegetable that is so hardy that no one will ever throw away. And it's a, again, it's the same principle as to why broccoli rabe is polluting that Oriente dish with sausage. <laughs> it's just like, what else we ought to use? Kale salad is hilarious to me because like the one thing when you're cooking kale or any other like collards or anything like that, you're like, well, these take a while to cook until they're like tender and you can actually eat them. Like you got to really cook these. Kale salad is just like the polar opposite idea, which is just like these are inedible <laughs> until they've been long cooked. So let's just serve them raw. You're telling your stomach you need a you need a fucking workout stomach. <laughs> yeah, I'm mad at you. Stomach. Lazy stomach. <laughs> Piece of shit stomach. You need to work out better. Anyway, let's get to broccoli. What? What? what let's get mean? to broccoli Wadil. John, do you remember any of the other recipes? Do you remember what stood out to you about Wadil? Why'd you pick this one? I picked it because it was written on a stained index card and <laughs> you could basically put any recipe on that and I would pick it because it's just like, uh, there's something, so, I love like the sentimentality of it all. Like I have a ton of recipes from my mom and my grandmother and like other friends where it's just like a printout or like a tattered piece of something that you have to like piece together what it actually means. Uh, so that kind of forensic challenge was really exciting to me. And I also did, I also thought Wado was some thing, like some <laughs> style of dish that I was going to discover, you know, that I had didn't know about, like some exotic mid- Midwestern thing. Right. So I was like about to embark on my Wado journey, but now it's just, that's it. And I want to hear a little bit more about some of these like archival recipes you have. But Ryan says, my family has been making a broccoli souffle of sorts for generations. And it's one of my favorite recipes in the world. I believe that broccoli Wadil was originally brought to a church potluck by a friend of my great-grandmother. I've attached a photo of a recipe card in my Mimi's handwriting, which is truly a prized possession of mine. So not only did Brian send in one recipe, he actually sent in two recipe card photos. One was his mother's version and one was his grandmother's version. And we'll get to which, and we we sent both of these around. All, all three of us got both versions and we're, it was up to us to choose which one we, which uh, choose our own broccoli Wadil adventure. So mom's recipe calls for two packs of frozen broccoli, a tablespoon of melted butter, a scant cup of mayo. One of my favorite. The hell uh, is that? <laughs> it's, it's, can't wipe out it. It's like a cup of mayo. Just like. So with you're a saying a half less. a cup? <laughs> I think it's like a psychological thing, Dave. I think it's like we didn't have a whole cup of mayo. I took a little bit out. Again, drug dealer would never say scant <laughs> kilo of cocaine. <laughs> Right. Let me buy an eighth dish of weed. Uh, a scant eighth of weed. Uh, a tablespoon of flour, three eggs, two cups of half and half, and a half teaspoon of salt. Basically, you cook the broccoli in the microwave or however you however you do it. You toss everything together, and then you cook it in a water bath. Oh, wait, you were supposed to... What? Yeah. Well, we'll Did you know it. this, John? Did you read that? Yeah, because they printed the text under it. We gave a translation as well. Oh. <laughs> All right, so that's mom's recipe. The the difference here, the difference between mom's and grandma's, I will just point out, I'll, I'll spot the differences in these pictures. Double the butter in grandma's version, half the mayo, double the flour, replace half and half with a can of evaporated milk, add a dash of MSG, add several dashes of Tabasco. I feel like I know which one everybody chose, but to make it official, what did you guys, which, which route did you go? I, may, I merged the two. <laughs> Of course you did. Of course you did. John, where did you go? I went with the grandmas. Yeah, I went grandmas. Well. I wanted MSG, I wanted the evaporated milk. Wait, I didn't get the below part. This is not my fucking fault. <laughs> there was a I only tra- got okay. the cards. So what Dave is talking about is basically there are two very weathered recipe cards here. One is, both are like fairly illegible. illegible. They're both handwritten. They're very, very charming, as John said. Uh, our producer then took the trouble to translate these and transcribe them and then put them below. Evidently, <laughs> Dave got the abridged version, the original I text. only saw the cards you read this the in the original. mom and grandma recipes. Dave read these in the original French, so he didn't benefit <laughs> from the translation. I think we got to start with you then, Dave. Let's just start with you. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. 
Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Talk to us about your Waddell journey. So I ran to Trader Joe's because I didn't have any of these ingredients and I bought them. But they, one thing they don't have at Trader Joe's is evaporated milk, but they had half and half. So that's the merger of the two. Okay. Um, I didn't have MSG, believe it or not, because I'm out. So I use Momo Savory Salt. That's mm -hmm. a, not an organic plug. That's just a fact. I use uh, Momo Savory Salt and I use one egg instead of the two eggs on the grandma's side. So what I did, though, is I took the flour which I couldn't even read. I just saw that there was flour. So I was like, oh, it's probably some kind of raw bechamel type of thing. So I have flour and I basically made a pancake batter with the egg and the half and half, mm -hmm. seasoned okay. it. I added Worcestershire sauce. Isn't there Worcestershire sauce in there too? Tabasco. I make that Tabasco. Up? Tabasco. No, I added some Worcestershire sauce then because I think that's what I read. And that I added good. some Tabasco and, uh, and the mayonnaise, the scant cup of mayonnaise, <laughs> which scant being relative, it went more. I thought more. Than a, you, than you interpreted the word scant as a little, a little more than more. a cup. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's how I, I believe did. it. I comes like, from, why not? Yeah. I believe it it's comes like from the Latin. people, your last name's first. <laughs> <laughs> scant <laughs> means a cup plus a scant. That's how I legitimately translated it. Because why scant. would you say, honestly, why would you say a scant cup would then be less than? I think it was fully intended to be more than a cup. So, so that's here's what, what I, I think happened. In the, here's here's my forensic, my my Sherlocking this because Grandma calls for a half cup and Mom calls for a scant cup. I think Mom upped it mm. by quite a bit, but was afraid to admit that she had altered it by that much. Yeah. So she threw that scant in there just to feel better, just to make. Grandma so I did feel a better. scant. I did a, a cup and a scant, and <laughs> I mixed Classic. it all together, and then I added two bags of frozen broccoli uncooked in, and I mixed it all together. Yeah, this is truly how. You know that I didn't have a recipe. <laughs> There's butter in the grandma's one, right? Yes. Yeah. I was in such a hurry. I read it. You know what I did? I just broke off like two tablespoons of butter and I just chucked it in cold <laughs> into the mixture. Wait, are you, where are you mixing this in? Are you just making this in a big mixing in a bowl? bowl with my hands. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I did a whisk and then with my hands and then I'm looking at this and this is a giant chunk of butter. In it, <laughs> unincorporated butter, unincorporated just butter. Yeah. I was like, mm, I may not be a smart man, but I don't think that's what the butter is intended for. So I said, "Aha!" Through my powerful mind deduction work, whatever the fuck happened to my brain, I had a eureka moment. Ah, this is meant to grease my casserole dish. <laughs> yeah, you arrived at you arrived at a conclusion. Okay, got so it. I took it out so you and like I greased that clawed thing. it out. Yeah, 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 and nice. it still worked. Right. So I, I, I greased my casserole dish, left some of the clunks of butter in there, and I baked it for 350, that, uh, like 375, 350 uh, for like an hour. And then I broiled it the last five minutes. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't know it was water bath. Water, no, no offense. A water bath sounds disgusting. Wait, no, no, no. Water bath. Why would a water bath be disgusting? Wait, wait. Oh, like you're still cooking it. Why? Wait. You put it in one pan. I, I'm, I'm like thinking a like a bain-marie up top. Yeah, like a bain-marie in the oven. Yeah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Then yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. bad. Just for even cooking. Well, do you want to reveal what you thought, or do you want should we all go through our process? It's very this? similar to that American casserole <laughs> thing that I make, and it was great. I <laughs> I said, oh, it doesn't taste like broccoli. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's one of these, I'll be honest with you, it's like, it happens very rarely across this season and, and the scant season of Recipe Club that we've made so far. But Dave will occasionally text me and be like, this recipe, this broccoli recipe is pretty sick. 
It's <laughs> like it was one of those. You like this one. Was, I, I enjoyed the simplicity of it. I really Same. enjoyed any recipe that has a can of evaporated milk. Not even talking about the MSG. I thought to myself, grandma's got it going on. Mom just fucked it up. But that's a whole nother story. And it was delicious. Yeah. And in the sense that you could have substituted broccoli with any vegetable. And um, I got a nice and crunchy up top. It was gone in two days. Yeah. You just ate it like as is, right? My one recommendation is serve at room temp or a little bit north of room temp. Warm. Mm. Yeah. I think you don't straight out it's a little too, too much. Like wait, well, this, this like super hot is like, no, I, I think that you're right. I think this is more delicious at, at room temp than it is. Super, I was going to also say that you could potentially chop up the broccoli, even blitz it a little mm-hmm. bit. Increase the mayo, increase the eggs, add other things, cheese, and you would have a broccoli dip. Yeah. Mm. I think good. chopping up the broccoli would be good. I think cheese. You can throw other vegetables in here. Yeah, I'm surprised not to see cheese on this, but you definitely need to add cheese. I mean, yeah. broccoli while deal chang would add cheese. <laughs> every time, like the, the theme of every recipe club so far has been like, this would be better with cheese. So this episode is brought to you by the American Dairy Council, <laughs> just like as usual. All right, John, what did you how, talk talk to us about your your Waddell journey? All right, so I I picked grandmas and I was really puzzled like as to what this was going to look like and uh, why we needed the the ice bath, another ice bath, the water bath in in the uh, in the oven. I didn't really have uh, like the proper tools, so I used like a hotel like a sheet tray and just I kept refilling it with water. I also questioned like why we would need to cook the broccoli. My assumption was that if you like microwave the broccoli and then all this water came out, you could drain it, but like there wasn't really much water to speak of. So it seemed like a bit of an unnecessary step. Did you cook it first? Or yeah. Did you, okay. I mean, it wasn't like piping hot, but, but I, I like cooked it so that there was a little bit of drainage. I don't know what I was expecting. Like I, I, I was surprised to see Brian describe it as a souffle because it doesn't, mine didn't like rise or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. It just sort of set. And it actually reminded me a lot of like a very rough chawanmushi <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like cooked in the water. It's like the, the, the custard part is set. The top part is kind of a little bit more crispy. And then I, I realized it needed something like a garnish. So I, I also broiled it like Dave and put chopped up or crushed up uh, potato chips on one half of it. And that was <laughs> the move. Yeah, you did. You yeah, just, but I forgot just... about it in the broiler. So like half of the potato chips were like black, but that it was still great. I love the I just like sticking with the Midwestern theme. So I I think that's I think that that's a little crunch would be nice. Yeah, I, I fully agree with Dave's thing that like even if you don't love the flavor of broccoli, I kind of wish the broccoli florets were like a little like more incorporated into the into the souffle or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. I thought this was going to be chawanmushi like. I thought it was going to be a little, right. but like chawanmushi is more jiggly, eggy, like a egg custard. This was like, I don't know how yours turned out. Like I really liked this, and I thought it like I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was like really rich and creamy and sort of like more. I thought it was going to be very. I don't know. This this is weird. Like I thought it came out like more elegant <laughs> than I thought it would. It was yeah. like more delicate. I like this recipe a lot. It, it it made it feel luxurious. The the, yeah. the I thought. It was going to be like a what's that pastry dessert thing? Clefouti, like clefouti, uh, yeah, clefouti thing where it's like a berry pan- sweet risen pancakey dough, almost in between a pancake and a muffin, mm-hmm. but more. Um, I thought it was going to be like that, but I was wrong. It it it, it is almost how should I say like a uh, battered broccoli that's been deep fried, but mm-hmm. instead of deep fried, mm-hmm. it's been baked. Mm-hmm. And each piece of broccoli was it was protected mm-hmm. by like a custard almost. It was like really ours was like yeah. was like pretty silky. It was great. Yeah. It was like a candy coating instead of candy. It was like mayonnaise and flour to hide the the, the awful nature of the broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> so the the big question I had that I thought I thought that you would resolve for us, Dave, so is, is this. So like the way I made mine was I I dumped the bag of broccoli. Or both bags of broccoli into my my big any day bowl. I microwave that just long because I, I I did read I did the trans transcript I got the translation. So I like you, John. I, I didn't want to like overcook it. This was getting cooked anyway, but I just wanted yeah. to like take the thaw off of it, and I also yeah. wanted to be able to like melt the butter into it. So I warmed it through. 
I've melted the butter into it. I seasoned it pretty aggressively. Like I, I don't think the salt that it calls for is nearly enough. I think this like can take a lot of seasoning and probably a bunch of yeah. Parmesan cheese if you wanted. And then, so I have this mixture and I was like, I don't have to cook this in the any day because Dave will. But you didn't, you didn't, because because it was sitting there in my any day bowl and I was either going to just put the any day bowl straight into the oven. I would have microwaved it had I known. <laughs> I thought it was supposed to be baked in the oven. Do you think, okay, so give me, give it me an estimate though. If I was going to microwave this, listen, I'd I'm, probably do it at like pro 50% power I, As or pro as anything. So if I was going to cook it in a microwave, this is what I would have done. I would have cooked it five minutes, five to seven minutes to like cook the raw. And then I would have baked it because you can bake it without mm. the lid to get color on the top. That's what I would okay. have done. How do I use that any day? Do you think you would have done I mean, if for like this custard stuff, like sort of in the in the Chawan style, like do would you have done five to seven at 100 percent power or would you have done like 60 percent or 70 percent power or something with the lid on? Yeah, it's not a, it's not a Chawan, though. I would have full power regardless on this. Okay. There's nothing about this dish that is uh, exu- like uh, screaming finesse. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty elegant, but I, it's I, rough, so but it's luxurious. It's rough, but luxurious. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what else do you think would have gone? That's how I'm described. So I, <laughs> he's luxurious. not an asshole. Yeah, he's rough, but he's luxurious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a great handshake, but right. <laughs> How you describe that handshake Dave feels and, rough, but it's luxurious. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's how you describe Dave certain uh, coats and and bad hotel rooms. What uh, what else would it, like? Actually, I really liked this, like the 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 custard part of it, the souffle part of it. But like, what else would have gone well with this? Do you guys think? I thought corn, corn instead of broccoli would have been good. Spinach, artichoke, anything in the frozen food section would be good. Anything. Do you think that there's a sweet version of this? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just like replace the broccoli with like frozen peaches. It's like right there. But no mayo. You can't do the mayo. That's oh, like a yeah. clay food tea. That's like a clay food tea. You can do the mayo. If fruit, disgusting. Ambrosia salad, man. <laughs> Marsh throw some marshmallows and baby, you got dessert. Gross. That's, it's all that's the same. Just, this is eggs and butter. No. No. Wow. So no I mayo in, in curse. Why don't you put, ke- why don't you put your... ketchup on there? Hell yeah. Do that would be good too. <laughs> that's disgusting. Ketchup is so sweet. No ketchup what on this for hap- me. What is happening? I'm, I'm out on the ketchup <laughs> on this. I was kidding. But that's, I, I can't, yeah, I don't know. I think there's still a sweet version of this. So you could probably just replace the mayo with with more egg if you really wanted to then. You could do like an eaten mess. Mm-hmm. That is not too. mayo. You don't ever defile eaten mess's name with I'm mayo. Not saying there's, I'm not saying there's mayo in eaten mess. I'm just saying you could like stir in meringue Ugh. at the end with, with mayonnaise. I'm All right, so Chang is firmly opposed to the sweet version. I'm going to make a boat of meringue and then eat mayonnaise out of it with a spoon and, just, and send it to Dave. Just send it to Dave every week. Just another yeah. video of this. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this before we, we move off this recipe here. Dave, so grandma, grandma calls for MSG. Assuming that we have made some headway into the world of, of uh, normalizing, championing MSG usage, can you give any kind of guidance for people who have like not used MSG before? Like, how do you how do you season with MSG? Like, you would add lemon juice to a dish, or acidity to a dish, or black pepper to a dish. I know that sounds crazy because it's the salt, but you're looking at it to tie in all the flavors that are naturally present in the dish. So, be judicious, just enough to tie. That's what I always suggest. Just enough where you aren't tasting it, where you're like, uh, you know. It's just enough, mm-hmm. just enough. Yeah, and it's usually not. It's I mean, it's, it's usually not very much. By the time you can taste it, it's like not like like the way you talk about lemon or you talk about sugar in a dish and balance. Like if you can yeah. taste it, you've probably put too much. Yeah, but but like you know when you eat a taste ranch dressing, that's what it should sort of that that not the ranch, but the the reason why people like ranch dressing is the vehicle for MSG. Yeah. So right, that would be good in this w- wadil is ranch. Oh yeah. Ooh, it's like, like dressing or like in it? Yeah, it both. No, in it. Yeah. Wow. Ranch Waddell. Man, mm-hmm. we should just move to, we should all move we to do the a ranch one. layer, like cook one. <laughs> no, lay down a layer of ranch you're trying to fancify it, John. Uh, all so right. So surprise. the other thing I wanted to ask you guys about, because uh, 
Ryan talked about, you know, this is a, a church potluck sort of dish. And by the way, just so it's we, we have it on the record, I think all of us like this dish, right? This was this was a yeah, that's great a, a, a great use of broth, frozen broccoli. This is a church potluck dish. It came via these recipe cards. John, you talked about it a little bit. You alluded to it, but like Ching, you had church potlucks and things, right? This is something you grew up with. There was no white people food. But what was that? Your <laughs> what kind of food do you eat at church? I don't know anything about this. I growing up, it was. Um... Like Korean red bean. I was like, you'd serve it. I know it's so weird. That's why I hate red beans so much. You but it wasn't. So there's something to look forward to on the food front at church for you? Uh, you'd have chapche, the glass noodles. You would have pibum pop, I think, was always something. In the summer times, you would go to get Korean barbecue. But the idea that they were casseroles, I mean, I, I, I never had a casserole in my life until we did first season recipe club. <laughs> Uh, John, were you a, a church church going boy? I was dragged to a Roman Catholic church until I was fifteen. So that church was not really concerned with like the joy of living. So we <laughs> never really had like food associated. It was like the, the communion wafer was basically my most salient food memory. Delicious. I bought a box in college, and they're great with Nutella. <laughs> you had a lot diet. of body of Christ. You had a lot of Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're like 80, you're 85% Jesus. Uh, man, the DeBerry diet is getting crazier and crazier. I what want is, a Grub Street diet so bad. They, they keep rejecting me. <laughs> you just keep you know, sending it. it. They won't be able to do another one. You just keep sending it in. Chris Crowley's too scared. And they just don't, they don't run it. <laughs> what a, all right. So you said you, these like, these recipe cards uh, have some role in your family. Like, are there, are there like mom, grandma recipes? Oh, yeah, that I should have gotten before, but one sec. So I've got this binder of Holy like Thanksgiving cow. and Christmas shit. And it's like, there's like Xerox stuff in like paper protectors. There's just like Thanksgiving 2010 instructions on the turkey. Wait, wait, wait. So, okay. okay, okay. May from 1986. You've like, got a big, you've got a big three ring binder full of clippings and notes. This is a gourmet from uh, 69, December. Is there a particular recipe called out in that that's being saved for? I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's just for Christmas inspo by my mom saved it. And this is yours. Yeah, it's mine now because my mom died. So, so you do you ever like, it. do you just do you use, do you ever refer to this book? Oh, all the time. Yeah. All right. Give us some, give us a taste of what you refer to this book There's for. There's this uh, mahogany butter crunch toffee that I make every year. Uh, there's a gingerbread house. There's this fruitcake recipe. You name it. Like it's just, it's just, it's nuts. Are these all clippings or are there like DeBerry family secrets? Uh, it's a little bit of both. What is that? Pasta with sardines. Oh. Yeah. That's the family pasta with sardines recipe? That's it. Yeah. Give it to us. Four, two tins of sardines drained, a third of a cup breadcrumbs, panko, salt, pepper, olive oil to taste, three quarter pounds cooked pasta, clipped fresh pars parsley, put all ingredients in a bowl, mass sardines with fork, cooked pasta, drain, add to bowl, Toss, serve, add salt and pepper to taste. That's it. I love the see. Okay. Chang, do you feel any pangs of jealousy seeing that John has like a family notebook full of clippings and recipes? Yeah. My mom recently passed. She left me with nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous because now I have to recreate recipes that are always not good enough. So, thanks a lot for <laughs> making me feel bad, John. Thank you, you for rubbing it one. in. Do you think your mom truly was deliberately throwing you and other people off the yes. scent? Yes. Wow. Really? Yes. Yes. Because she was did, weirdly competitive that way. Did not want anybody to have the and original. And everyone was like, no, because mom, I was like, no, I know my mom. She was competitive. She did not want anyone to make food like her. Wow. Full stop. Yeah. Wow. Do you feel any compulsion to write things down for your kids now? No. <laughs> Is it the same motivation? <laughs> You just don't. No, it's just I'm lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, okay, so do you think that having now looked at Ryan's mom's Wadil <laughs> and, and grandma's Wadil. Sounds inappropriate. Do you think that mom took unwarranted license with the Wadil? Well, having not only used one ingredient from mom's recipe, I can't really safely judge her version, but from... My objective point of view, it is an inferior version of Grandma Wadil's recipe. This is important. Is it 
is Ryan's mom, is it her mom's or is it Ryan's dad's mom? Ooh. Is it an in-law situation Chris, have you where there's like yet? some I have, dynamic? I have. Or? I think it is mom and mom's mom. It's not like, mm. okay. it's not like grandma taught daughter-in-law. I feel like mom was trying to tighten it up for like the new generation. Right. Like yeah. excising the MSG. Yeah. Like the can't, like the evaporated milk is somehow bad. Not you know, cool it's old yeah. Yeah. It's old fashioned. I mean, it was probably made during uh, war times or times of, that doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, if I had a recipe for my mom, which I don't, but it said <laughs> can of spam, I wouldn't say, mm, I need to make it with a uh, pork chop. Right. Right. No, I, I, there's evaporated milk is, you can't really replace it. So no, I think it's a, an MSG. Come on. Clearly. And a dash of Tabasco moms objectively is going to taste less delicious yeah it's more monotonous yeah and i can't vouch for it so ryan i apologize but your mom may have fed you the inferior recipe when she should have just fed you your grandmother's or, superior recipe or what if the grandma's recipe was tailored to her children so her mm. mom actually liked it and then the mom's recipe was for ryan because ryan didn't want it. Well, then it's Ryan's fault. It's, then it's Ryan's fault. <laughs> There's a lot of blame here. So, Ryan, it's your fault. By the transitive property, options. it's Ryan's fucking fault. <laughs> By the transitive works. property invested in me, Ryan, it is your fault. <laughs> All right. So, John, make the uh, make the case for make the make your closing arguments again for for recipe club fans, listeners to tackle the Wadil. I think you should do the Wadil because it is really easy. It's like surprisingly interesting given that it's really all pantry stuff and you can riff on it. That's one of my favorite like recipe features. If you can just toss in whatever, like you could think you could do like uh, peppers, you could do, you could do anything. Like you could even do meats and stuff or like shrimp even, you know, like, so I think this is a really good base to have just like sitting in the back of your head and you don't even really need a recipe. Like, come on, you just sort of throw a bunch of shit in, in the Chili's bowl. would be good. Yeah. Chili's would be very good. Yeah, and I think that you can. I think you can make it sweet too if you want. Chang <laughs> doesn't agree. Little strawberries, powdered sugar. He's he's just he's mortally afraid of this clafuti thing. Oh, that just that just sounds so bad. <laughs> he just doesn't want to get near a clafuti. Uh, okay, yeah, I think I think that there's. I was going to ask for like tips or or sort of pitfalls to avoid, but like this is pretty straightforward. You can't mess it, this it's up. Just, yeah. All right, another question for you, John. Next week we're back with Rachel Kong for a uh, wine episode. We're making some kind of a wine well, I'm not drinking. In I'm not in it? You're here. You're here. Okay. It's you and Rachel and me. Somehow John's not in it. <laughs> so John, as our, as our resident bartender, mixologist, expert on all things drinks, give us some, some preview of what we should think about in like mixing wine cocktails, mixing wine drinks. I think wine's actually a great bar uh, ingredient because it contains... Alcohol, it contains acidity and it contains sweetness. So it has a lot of these balance points that you would otherwise need to like construct through individual things. So it's a nice way of adding like a bunch of stuff to a, to a cocktail all at once. And there's obviously lots of complexity and lots of things to choose from. And you can just leave it in your, in your shelf for years. So I love making like wine sours where you're kind of using the wine as like a, as like a rum or a gin. Uh, instead of that, and, you know, and it's like lower proof and it's like super easy and refreshing. Is it a universal, tell me the true, true or false statement, mixing wine cocktails, mixing wine drinks means you can use whatever crappy wine you want. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Damn it. Well, I mean, if, okay. So if you're going to do like red wine and like Coca-Cola, then you're probably good with whatever. Um, but if you're going to make a somewhat delicate sangria yeah, maybe do something nice. And especially if you're using like a sparkling wine, like if you're using like a shitty bubbly wine and you make like a French 75, it's, yeah, it really makes a difference. Cause it's most, it's like the majority of the cocktail is wine. So. Chang, we've never asked John this. John, if you're at a restaurant and somebody comps you a glass of Prosecco, specifically a glass of Prosecco, what are they really <laughs> saying to you? Someone said something to me that I, that I really agree with, who is a, a very, noted wine person and she said that prosecco is her 17th favorite sparkling wine <laughs> <laughs> and yeah i think uh, that's it <laughs> yeah so it either means that they don't give a shit about you 
or they think that it's good. No, no, and no. And it no, could no, be no. good. I mean, there are there is a good Prosecco out there. It does exist. But like, I think Prosecco means that you're just important enough to be a nuisance to the staff and the team that they have to recognize that you think that you're important enough. It's like the it's like the comp version of an eye roll. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're giving you something like to just here. like or it's not even that if you 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 think you're PX or some elite Yelp or bullshit, right? It's also Oh man, this table, what a pain in the ass. They're complaining about this. They're complaining about that. They wanted the duck medium rare. Or they wanted the hanger steak rare. They're so dumb because it's gonna be chewy. Told them to order medium, but they said it gotta be rare. Now they're complaining. Send them a glass of Prosecco. That's what you do. Yeah. (laughs) Prosecco is the liquid form of calling somebody boss. (laughs) This is basically what it is. Just like. We don't seat incomplete tables. We made that abundantly clear in the email, the follow-up, to the reservation confirmation. We do not seat incomplete tables. Yet this person showed up, and they're screaming, and everyone at the restaurant's hearing, uh, just, and just we need to a, shut them up. Just give them a fucking just glass, them a glass of Prosecco. Prosecco. Just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the kind of person that constantly gets caught the glass of Prosecco. There's something, there's something to think about. To I, was at, I, was at, I was at dinner last week and we were just normal. We didn't know anybody there. It was just a normal, normal dinner with friends and they sent out a dessert. Mm. And I was like, what did we do? Yeah. <laughs> what did we do like, wrong? How did we upset them? <laughs> now, like, John, if somebody, this is now happening more and more and I'm getting questions or text messages from people. Um, they just comped the entire bill. What do you do? Do you walk out of there saying, I can't believe I got comped? Oh, that happened to me. The first time it happened to me was actually at PDT. I just started working there and I got full comp. And I just was like, oh my God, like that's so amazing. And I just walked out. And then the next morning I woke up at like 4.36 a.m. Like <gasps> I forgot to tip. Hmm. And so I like, texted the people who were working and they they were like, you get one of those. Like you can do, you can do that once <laughs> and it's okay. But what is the percentage of tip if you don't have a bill? What are you supposed to do? What is the protocol here? I would say maybe 50%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On what the bill was going to be. Yes. Yeah. I would say like if, they're, if you're going to charge, I mean, you, it's hard. Maybe you don't know how much the total bill is, but like if you're getting That's full bullshit comps, too. That's total bullshit. I don't know what it was. I was like, come right. on. It seemed like maybe it was going to be $40 or something. <laughs> right. It doesn't have to be exact. Like if you I have a rough I have my, sense my, of like, I, I don't know how much gas is in my car. My, I know, I do know my car gets 300 miles like per gallon. And uh, it feels like I've driven 150 miles. It's pretty easy to guess. I'd say maybe at least $50 a person. How I think whatever it is, I agree. It's 50%. Because here's the problem. If you do exactly the amount or, or close to it, if the bill was $200, you leave $200, that is a sign of almost disrespect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's all this Larry David you protocol. No, you know why it's a sign of disrespect? And like, you know, so like Corey Lee uh, sort of articulated this to me because I was like, he comped a meal or something. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, let me tip. Like I, I wanted to tip the, like the full bill amount basically. And he's like, when I give you a gift, I don't want you to throw a bunch of money back at me. Like I'm trying to give you something here. It's disrespectful for you to try to do this. I was like, oh, okay. Sorry, chef. Goodbye. Well, if you think about it, full comping someone basically is, is a gift to the staff yes. more or less. No, and I think tipping I think incidentally tipping, a nice thing to do for yes. the person who's being comped. A very generous gratuity is absolutely appropriate. I think just trying to just like fight the pro- present and like give oh. like stuff cash back into their, the only issue no, is when you go to a, a, a non gratuity restaurant that you just feel like garbage. Mm-hmm. Why? So I still, cause you can, if you leave money, you can't. Oh, if you get comps. Oh, well, I feel like if you're a non-gratuity well, restaurant, I still you do just like, it. <laughs> yeah. Or like bring like me. donuts or something. Yeah. Um, okay. So we'll share the recipe for broccoli wadil, this, uh, <laughs> this extended tipping structure on our Discord. I don't feel and bad calling it broccoli, whatchamacallit, if it does not some special name. It's true. And I asked Ryan who the Waddills were. And he had no fucking idea. So uh, <laughs> we'll share the Broccoli Whatchamacallit on our, our YouTube channel, which please, you guys you got to subscribe to because really we're good. making the videos and the videos are great. On our Discord at MajorDomoMedia.com slash Discord. It's in our newsletter every week as well. Wait, we need John to make one more decision because you're coming back for your third pick of the season next month. Oh, yeah. You've got Ritz crackers, frozen French fries. Ooh, Ooh these uh, are good. Edible dishes made with 
whiskey. I don't know how to describe this. Edible spirits and your dreaded apples. Where do you want to go next? Dreaded apples. Ritz crackers. Yeah, it's the Ritz crackers. All right. Ritz yeah. crackers. Next time we see John DeBerry, we're going to be... Booyah! Uh, <laughs> that's the best. I'm so stoked. So excited. And I think that if... if uh, you got any types of Ritz cracker recipes you're looking for? Just open the sleeve and pour them in your mouth. What kind of stuff are you looking for for the Ritz cracker front? Huh. I I wouldn't mind like a transformative Ritz cracker recipe where it's like using it in a way that not as like a pie crust because that's just too obvious, but something like Ritz cracker meatloaf. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> so send in your Ritz cracker crostini recipes to the I'm fixture. Looking, I'm looking for sourdough. I'm looking for a sourdough. Sourdough. <laughs> oh wow! A Ritz cracker sourdough. You keep on challenging people to submit these, and we're gonna get it. I want a foolish be... made from Ritz cracker. Do it. <laughs> Challenge. All right. Give this. Give this podcast yeah. and me personally five stars. Love yourself. And remember, love yourself. Love yourself. Love yourself. Don't be afraid. Bye.